Hey everyone, you are now listening to the Land Great Holy Land Recruiting Podcast State Secrets with Patrick Yen, Jake Collar, and Ken James. And we are back for another edition of State Secrets, recording on November 16th, 2019. And with me are Jake, who's back from his one-week hiatus. and yes, as back. Always. back for good stuff this week. <laughs> right, so, I mean, a lot of news, as always, for this for this OSU, uh, for the OSU recruiting cycle. I mean, there's 24-7 uh, here in, the, in Buckeye Nation. But we're going right. to start off with our Friday Night Fighters and give you a little bit of an update on Jack Sawyer, who did, we did report had a knee injury last week. We know the details of the knee injury now. Uh, tore his MCL. Uh, but his meniscus and his ACL are fine, and the ACL really is the big one, as you know most sports fans would know. He did he's, that apparently is completely okay, and MCL tears in general kind of looked did some own research of my own, and it's pretty minor. The worst possible case is a grade three tear, which is four to eight weeks, um, and yeah, I mean it seems to be that or it's going to be that or less basically. And he's pretty optimistic he's going to be back for the basketball season at least. Yeah. That's good. Keep him working, whether it be on the the football field or the basketball court. Yeah. Just uh, don't come back too soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then the other uh, person I want to highlight here, kind of on a positive side this time, Kyle McCord and Marvin Harrison Jr. We've talked so much about how they play together. They just went off in the 6A championship game. McCord threw five touchdowns. Four went to Marvin Harrison Jr. And, you know, through those four touchdowns, he also had 222 yards to go along with those four touchdowns. So they just went out there yeah. and just dominated. I guess he was feeling good after his commitment. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Blow it off the shoulders. Makes yeah. him faster, I guess. Because, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we talked about when we did the spotlight on I him. Mean, like, his numbers were not incredible. Like, they were, they were good, for mm-hmm. sure. But they weren't, like, outstanding. But you look at this and you see yeah. what they can do and what they can do together, which is right. going to be really exciting. I mean – who knows, man? Maybe we'll see something like this in two, three years. All right, so speaking of commit spotlights, we're going to move on to our commit spotlight for this week. That's going to be 2020 wide receiver Terion Mookie Cooper. Uh, Mookie. Mookie's not actually, <laughs> <laughs> it's not actually his first name, but that's I believe that's what he likes to go by. I mean, his Twitter is, is Mookie Cooper, so All I'm right. assuming that's what he wants to be called. Uh, basic stats, four-star wide receiver, uh, 9639 composite score. He's ranked 80th nationally, 15th wide receiver, and the number two guy in Missouri. Although we're not totally sure that that's going to still hold. Yeah. You can't penalize him too much because he didn't go out and underperform. Right. He just didn't get the chance to perform at yeah. all. I just think they'll, you know, base it around other players that got to perform. Yeah. They'll probably elevate them over Mookie, which is sad because if you go back to the opening. He made the all-star team, like right. the other receiver commits. He was dominant. So, Right. So how often do 247, how often do they update these rankings? Like after the big camp uh, circuits, like I know they update after the seven-on-sevens one time like in the spring and then once after the opening and then once after the high school season is complete, like around all-star uh, weekend. You know, the All-American games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll, uh, you know – Go to the practices, see who rises to the top, and then that'll be, you know, the final rankings most of the time. They get a good chance to look at the best versus the best, so that way you can make those decisions on the top of the crowd. With equipment on, because, you know, 7-on-7 is just helmet. All right, so moving on, uh, 247 has them at a 44940, a 407 shuttle which would have been tied for the second fastest time at the 2019 NFL Combine for wide receivers. So already he's got top 
line agility. Yeah. And he's got a 36-50 vert. High school career, and so this is kind of the big drama with Mookie Cooper, and that's he transferred from Trinity Catholic to Pattonville High School so he could graduate early, which, you know, so many recruits will do. Right. Trinity Catholic, a lot of Catholic schools tend to not allow their kids to graduate early, but he wanted to get to OSU faster. But because he transferred to graduate early for OSU, Trinity Catholic basically campaigned to the Missouri you know, commission or the athletic commission and said he did it just for football. They agreed. He got ruled ineligible. So he missed his whole senior season. However, he did successfully graduate early and uh, he's officially a Buckeye now. I know we talked about this a little before, but it's, it's just sad. Like what's the point to block him from, you mean, this this is just a kid going to play football. And you're, you're a powerhouse program. Like you have other players, you know, that could sustain that, that dominant play. This is what this kid wants to do. Like, why would you create another hurdle for him? It's it just seems like a hurdle. Yeah. Case of sour grapes more than anything else. Yeah, I'm upset that he's leaving. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not even sure that they would be playing in the same division, right? Are even if they are, we're talking about 17 year olds. You yeah. know, let him let him play. Yeah. I think one thing is maybe you don't want it to be a something that happens a lot if you're Trinity Catholic. Like, you don't want a lot of people to be leaving your program, yeah. you know? And, and this is one way to show that, like, hey, if you're here, you're here. Don't leave because we're not going to let you play yeah. elsewhere if you leave. You know, they've had some big-time players. What's the receiver from Texas? Marcus Washington. I think he went to Trinity. Um, the quarterback from Illinois, uh, Williams, he went to Trinity. Like, they have, you know, some guys that are big-time playmakers that stick around. You know, that do the whole thing. So I just don't think why this one guy, you know, should have been penalized for wanting to get to Ohio State early. But unfortunately he was. But right. on the on the fortunate side, you know, he's he's with OSU. He's, he's going to be taken care of by Brian Hartline and the, and the coach staff. And he gets to go to all the games now right. pretty yeah. much. Like <laughs> he used to be – he's now one of the Jack Sawyers, Paris Johnson Juniors that yeah. he's pretty much going to be on the sideline like every game yeah. from now on. So – in 2018, though, we do have his statistics as a junior, and in, he worked as a wide receiver, running back, and a returner. He's one of those guys, you just those speed-type guys, big play guys. You just want to get him mm-hmm. out on the field any way you can. 261 yards rushing and three touchdowns on just 17 carries, right? So that's a – for those counting at home, that's a 15.4 yards per carry. This is at least 15 yards every time he touches the ball running it. Yeah. On the receiving side, he had 834 yards and nine touchdowns on just 28 receptions. That's good for 29.8 yards per catch. <laughs> so basically, every time this guy touches the ball, he's basically taking it to the house, almost. Yeah. Just a disclaimer, these are statistics from 11 games, and that's what Max Preps had. They actually did play 15 games, though, so his full total statistics, not on the we don't know him. Right. But overall, I mean, you see that. The per carry and per catch numbers, and it's it's un, it's unreal. Yeah. He also added a couple big punt and kick returns, um, you know, for touchdowns as well. And he's just a big play merchant, right? And like you said, he helped Trinity Catholic win the Missouri Class Three Championship in 2018. And then you're gonna go and do this to him, basically. Yeah. It's <laughs> not cool. As for his timeline, he was committed to Texas, but he opened his recruitment back up on March 8th. In 2019, then he committed to OSU on July 8th, 2019, and took his official visit on September 8th, 2019. Um, he also had offers from Texas, USC, Alabama, LSU, <clears throat> big school, offered him. Yeah, He's like that type of talent. Yeah, that was crazy, you know, in this Twitter, Instagram age that the high school kids go through nowadays. Like, it's almost unheard. Like, 
like I was telling you, Pat, before we came on air, I didn't even know he was committed to Texas. It was so quiet. And the decommitment as well. Like I, It's just interesting for something like that from a big-time prospect like this to go under the radar. And generally, like to your point, Ken, we would know what this decommitment was all about yeah. and why it happened so quickly. But with the way Mookie Cooper is, you just see he was there, now he's not. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was like a two, three-week commitment. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so, I mean, something must have gone really wrong right, yeah. <laughs> at some point. All right, let's go to a scouting report uh, from the 247 expert. He's stocky, solidly built. Not a tall prospect, but has the muscle base to enter college ready to compete. Explosive player with excellent burst and good long speed. Elusive as well and can make defenders miss without slowing down. Excellent pass catcher. Good route runner and explosiveness allows him to create separation, and he has worked hard on that part of his game. Catches the ball in traffic. Strong and physical as a blocker, has no real glaring weaknesses, just needs to keep refining his routes. Height could limit upside, but he is going to be a dynamic weapon who can be used in a variety of ways on offense. Has the necessary profile to be an instant impact guy in college and an early to mid-round draft choice. Yeah. Height is, he's 5'8 and a half, and his weight is 193. But as far as comparisons go, I think a popular one is kind of like Rondale Moore, Wandale Robinson type, like yeah. that gadget player. Right. Yep. Right. And, you know, fast, elusive, and both on the shorter side as well. Yeah. 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 I think uh, he showed his ability for route running during the opening. You know, he was beating five, four-star cornerbacks and uh, safeties down there at the combine. So his route running will kind of uh, surprise people when he gets on campus. And I know uh, we talked about his highlight tape uh, earlier where a lot of his plays are, you know, reversing field to the, the whole other side and stuff. He's not – like, no matter how special of an athlete he is, he won't be able to do that on the college level. When it comes to his explosiveness, it's, you know, <laughs> it's there. And this is one of the guys that comes in with the full toolbox of, of things that Brian Hartline will mold into what he wants. Yeah. So this is exactly what you want. Yeah. Right, so, you know, just from my own personal report, yeah, he looks just another level of fast, both yeah. straight line and change of direction. Yeah. I mean, I've been watching all of these recruiting tapes, and, I mean, every single recruit you're going to see is going to be faster than the guys that are around him. Just yeah. that's why he's going to OC. Right. right. He's just another level of athlete, but, I mean, Mookie Cooper, looking at him, he's on another level from the other guys we've seen. <laughs> he's just straight outrunning people. No one even has a chance, and it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and, and he mostly used even in high school as that gadget type player. A lot of jet sweeps, a lot of like little trick, tricky handoffs and, mm -hmm. and reverses and things like that, um, just to get involved in any way. Like Ken said, you know, he's reversing field a lot, which it's good to see that he can do it. But right, like you said, I mean, it's probably not going to work at the higher levels. Yeah. But I, I was kind of disappointed. I didn't really get to see his hands too much in his college tape. But by all accounts, you know, like you said, in the opening where he's playing against the top top competition. He, he made the all-star team, yeah. yeah, right? So as far as OSU is going to use him, seems like it's going to be more of a slot receiver because OSU doesn't really have that gadget guy. Anymore. You got the outsides locked down. Right. So with the the rest of the wide receiver class coming in, so that's, I think, really the big reason that Mookie ended up here was he's a different type of receiver from your Julian Flemings and, you know, the G Scott, everybody else who's coming in. He won't be able to reverse field like we're talking about, but he is going to be one of these guys. But when he's on the field, mm -hmm. the defense is going to be paying a lot of attention to him, maybe opening him up some other parts of the field. And that's crazy because, like, when all these 2020 recruits get on campus, it's going to really be a pick your poison. Right. You know, you have Fleming, G Scott, and maybe Jackson yeah. Smith on the outside. Then you have Mookie in the slot. I mean, you're you're gonna want to you know 
slide his safety over to Fleming and possibly Scott as well because, right. you know, he's he can take the ball from any defender. So it's going to leave the middle of that field open. And Mookie Cooper against the uh, outside line, any type of linebacker or strong side safety, anything like that is – it's open season for Mookie. Yeah, and it, like you said, OSU will be able to pick their poison. They look out there, see what the defense is doing, and just adjust to the defense, yeah. and there you go. Yeah. And just get this guy out in space. Yes. Yeah. All right, so that's pretty much going to be it for our spotlight and our Friday Night Fighters. Thanks to you guys so much for, for listening. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after these commercials. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. And we're going to move just quickly on to our this week's new Warriors. A couple offers both in basketball and football. So basketball starting up, guys. Yeah. yeah. And we impressive are impressive win against Villanova. Yes. Thank you. Incredibly impressive. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. So this week's new Warriors. Uh, Buckeyes offer 2022 outside linebacker Gabe Powers. He's from Marysville, Ohio. So you got to get your local guys. Yeah. Uh, he's six four two twenty already as a sophomore. Like, Crazy. What are you eating down there? That yeah, I needed some of that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Creatine in the water. <laughs> he's got he's got offers from Michigan, uh, Florida State, Colorado, and Purdue, as long along with OSU. But here he has three crystal balls, all OSU. So if OSU wants this guy and he wants to come, getting, this yeah. is a matter of time. Yeah, right. This one's locked up, and I mean, with that kind of size, some people are even saying he might be able to put his hand in the dirt. Yeah, and, if he keeps growing and yeah. play defensive end if he's this big. So. All right. The other offer, and you know, getting that we just talked about a sophomore again, even younger. <laughs> so, Buckeyes offer 2023 quarterback Malachi Nelson from Los Alamitos, California, 6'3, 180. I mean, that's going to change. He's a freshman. Right. right. Pro style quarterback has offers from OSU, like we said, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, LSU. And this guy's a freshman. And that's crazy. I know you said there's a lot of Patrick Mahomes comparisons out there, but. With him being only a freshman in 6'3", 180, he's going to hit another – like, he could be like 6'5", 2-something, like more like a Cam Newton. Yeah. You know, by the end of his high school career, and that's crazy to think of. <laughs> yeah, but just a freshman, you got, you got offers from basically four of the top four te- yeah. you know, schools in the nation. Yeah. And then, you know, Auburn, but not like Auburn's a bad program at all, but that's nah. – that's got to be crazy for yeah. him. And, yeah, I mean, people are saying, you know, the Mahomes, like, the accuracy, the arm talent. Yeah. Right? And he's still got so much to grow. Yeah. Just I, I think he should absolutely give Ohio State a look, though, as far as quarterback play with Ryan Day. Because I know I saw a statistic the other day to where his whole in, uh, coaching career, NFL and college, he's never had a returning quarterback. Yeah. You know, like, he's always been, like, one and done in the NFL. He had Bradford for a season. Just – the type of production that these quarterbacks are spitting out under day just for one season. Like, Justin Fields will be his first returning quarterback next year. So, to see how Justin Fields has evolved already to give him another year under day, like, I think next year is going to be crazy. And that's crazy to say looking at this year and what they're doing this year. So, I think if you're a quarterback and you get an early offer from Ohio State, they most definitely, like, need to be on your list. Yeah, and part of what goes along with that is how well the wide receivers are recruiting is going. Is you come in here as a quarterback, you know you're gonna have weapons oh, yeah. all around you. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, give Ohio State a look, Malachi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure there's tons of ton. There's story after story about you know freshmen who didn't end up being quite what sure. you thought they were gonna be. But Danny Clark. 
<laughs> who knows? In, in a couple years, this guy could be, you know, your new Trevor Lawrence. You know, that kind of hype coming yeah. out. So keep an eye on uh, Malachi Nelson. They're going to have him sitting out all of college getting ready yeah, for yeah, the program. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he gets his offer from OSU, and then he comes in and says, I'm declaring for that. <laughs> all right. So let's move on to basketball now. Uh, 2024. So, you know, just a little disclaimer. They had their early signing period for basketball. That already happened. So these guys are not just commits. They are pen to paper, signed and delivered. Mm -hmm. 2024 star shooting guard Eugene Brown, uh, official signed with OSU. 6'6", he's from Georgia, 112th nationally, 25th shooting guard. And then we also had 2023 star power forward Zed Key, 6'7", 162 nationally, 31st power forward. So just another solid start to the recruiting class for for Chris Holtman. And I like what they're doing, getting length on yeah. the wings yeah. i think that's a that's a big important part these guys who play real good defense that's what chris holtman likes yeah and i think that's one of the um deficiencies this team has right now is length and i think that'll show they'll be in the game but like when they go up against your north carolinas or kentuckys the length that those teams have i think it'll be a problem for ohio state so i think they're addressing it you know with the incoming recruits and it's good to see eugene brown coming back i know he had uh the injury Last year, and that's kind of why he has the dip, the the rankings dip, and he's so far down. Because I believe he was uh, originally like a top 100, top 60 type of recruit. He looks like he's getting his his explosiveness back. Um, so it's great to see him, you know, get back to 100% before he gets the chance to enroll at Ohio State. All right, and that's it for this week's New Warriors. Just a couple guys. But, yeah, basketball is going to start heating up, so you're going to start hearing about that from us as well. We're going to move on to the rumor mill and front page for this week. Uh, Just a couple guys putting OSU on their lists. Um, You know, not the most exciting stuff, but it's good to keep an eye on all these guys. So 2021 uh, defensive end Monkel Goodwine, uh, four-star guy, strong side defensive end. He's from Maryland. He put OSU in his top top eight. Mm -hmm. He's the number eight overall uh, defensive end in that class. 2021, J.C. Latham puts OSU in his top 10. Four-star offensive tackle from IMG Academy. Uh, number seven, na- number 77 nationally, 13th offensive tackle. And just it's good to get an IMG pipeline because yeah. they're always going to get yeah. some the of the best of the best. best. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we got Lejean and then we got, you know, Love C. Carroll put us in his top eight last yeah. week, I think. And you yeah. got to get those guys getting in each other's ears down there. Yeah. And hopefully they all, all, most of them end up here. Right. Yeah. Um, another guy, uh, 2021 defensive tackle Marcus Bradley said Ohio State and Virginia are his top two. Marcus Bradley, kind of a weird one. I, there's, like, no data on this guy. 247, <laughs> they don't have a ranking for him. They don't even have a picture of him. So not, not don't, don't know too much about this guy, but, I mean, he earned a visit uh, to the Maryland game from OSU. So clearly they like something from him. Right, right. And speaking of visits, uh, the big news from last week was Jameer Gibbs is going to be up here for the Maryland game. Jameer Gibbs running back, and as we've said so many times, the running back class not the greatest at OSU so far, uh, the 2021 anyways. And he was kind of a guy that I don't think a lot of OSU fans really had a ton of hope for. By all accounts, you know, he's already committed to Georgia Tech. Alabama, he really wants to go there. Georgia, I've seen, he really wants, he really wants to stay home. Right, and wants to you know try to get those offers from southern schools, but you know, reportedly this visit did a lot for us mm-hmm. um, in terms of recruiting him. He he reportedly loved it, loved the visit to OSU. That was according to his coach, and at the very least, he said himself that 
it was good enough that he wants to officially visit OSU. Good news. So yeah. Somebody's got to take this spot, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, I think it would be really awesome if Jameer Gibbs was the guy. Yeah. But official visit to be determined later. We don't know when it's going to be, but you know he said it himself, and they only get five of these things. Right. So it's it's pretty important that when you do get one. Right. And speaking of that, <laughs> um, Tony Grimes, the he's a five star cornerback. In the 2021 class, he's the number one CB in the class. He's number 10 overall. He set two official visits um, himself, one to Penn State and one to Clemson. He reportedly wants to use all five before he commits, but his dad said he needs one more official visit to OSU before they choose OSU for an official. And uh, he should be up here for the Penn State game, though. That would be – I know he's been up here a few times already. Um, so they already have that, that chemistry, that bond going. And the way the defensive backfield, the secondary is playing, it has to be, you know, music to him and his dad's ears. And then the last thing is uh, for the rumor mill and front page news is OSU does have two coaches in the 2020 football recruiter rankings. They got number two, Brian Hartline, and number four, Jeff Halfley. So that's just <laughs> two guys in the top five. And both yeah. of these guys are brand, almost brand new yeah. right. in terms of Jeff Halfley, actually brand new. Right, yeah. The youngest and, guys on the staff. And we're this list, I mean, we're talking about recruiting, but there's recruiting that goes on without even going to see a guy. You get these defensive linemen want to come here because of Larry Johnson. Yeah. His name's not on this list. Right. But they because they already know about him. Right. They don't they don't need to get recruited by him because right. they know what's going on when you get under him. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean even uh, you know Greg Madison, the linebackers coach. He's Al been, Washington. Yeah, you know, I think he's going to start to yeah. take off in recruiting. Yeah, yeah, Al Washington. He's a high energy, fun kind of guy. Tony Alford, even you know, I, yep. I keep on seeing his name with a yeah, lot of high profile guys. He's as well. struggling this year, but I think he'll bounce back. Yeah, I think twenty twenty. And I don't for necessarily sure. blame him for right. it. It's been kind of a weird Flicky. cycle. Yeah, for Flicky. running backs. Yeah. Or it's like you know guys leaving for family reasons yeah. and other reasons and. Because I mean they had it sewn up in. Yeah. April, May, you had a five-star guy and a we high for maybe two five-star. Yeah, but like, now it's crazy. We're, we're still reaching for Jamar. All right. So we're going to move on to who's coming to town. And uh, just nobody coming to town because it's Rutgers. But yeah. there's some news coming out about Penn State visits. We're not going to go into the full list of Penn State guys because we'll save that for next week. But uh, a couple ones I did want to point out here. EJ Smith, son of Emmett Smith, you know, OSU legend. Had to cancel his Penn State visit, but that sounds bad. Yeah. But uh, according to to Smith and uh, Tony Tony Alford, it was it was like a mutual thing. Like, hey, we know you're not gonna be able to make it up here. It's okay. Just we're gonna cancel it. You're gonna come back up later. He says he's gonna be up here around Thanksgiving, and that is also around when he's gonna make his decision. I don't think that visit happened either. No. Nah, I don't think so. I I just there's. There's just no smoke around OSU in this guy right now, and there hasn't been for a while. He'll get he'll get his his visit in just because I think all these guys should take all their visits. Because right. why not go get wine to dine by these schools? Well, not mm-hmm. technically wine, but <laughs> but <Hopefully not. laughs> yeah, right. But uh, I don't. I this is a, the longest of long shots right now. Yeah, I just think Williams, Mayan Williams, that is from Wynn Woods and Gibbs, are. On top of like over him on the board at running back, and those guys are every down backs. I know he's an all-purpose back. Him and uh, Mike Jernan from Dublin Kaufman. I just think they're trying. They're gonna start putting their eggs in the Gibbs and Williams basket, and because 
like I heard, you know, there's some talk, you know, on the message board and stuff that they could possibly get both of those guys. So I think they're kind of honing in on those two targets. And I just think probably to his dismay, you know, for EJ Smith, I just think he's collateral damage, you know. And it's, it's mutual, too, because by right. all accounts, he doesn't want to come up here. He wants yeah. to stay down south where right. he's from. Yeah. So probably not going to happen, but uh, there's still a chance. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. <laughs> uh, and we're going to move on. Last one, too, is is Elias Ricks. He officially canceled his visit. It was supposed to be an official visit, I believe, to OSU for the Penn State game. He is fully committed to LSU. <laughs> Sorry, Ken. Uh, yeah. I know I feel like. Every show you at least said, like, Elias Ricks is, is still coming. You know, we still yeah. maybe have a chance at him. There was no chance anymore. Yeah. He's done. He's for LSU. I guess he saw everything he needed to see during yeah. the Alabama game. That, and I think Ohio State did as well when they got Ryan Watts committed. Yeah. You know, they kind of shut down the defensive back recruiting as well. So it was kind of, you know, mutually mutually parting ways. Um, I mean, I think Ricks is still a big-time talent. Yeah. And I mean – how could you not, you know, fall into that the love fest that is LSU right now? I mean, everybody's on right. the bandwagon. Uh, so, go ahead, young man. We'll we'll see you in the national championship game. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. right Get ready yeah. for Julian and G <laughs> and all those boys. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you kind of spoiled the Robert Watch a little bit, but basically, no no specific names. But man, it's like every single time I I look up the the recruits for this week, you know, two four seven will put out Power Five recruiting recap for the week. Pretty much every week, LSU's getting some four-star. Yeah. So, I mean, what what is this, like, LSU recruiting push all of a sudden? They're the new flavor right now. They finally got over that Alabama hump and looked really explosive doing it. Yeah, and yeah. I I think it took a couple years for, for the young guys to believe in what Ed Orgeron's doing down yeah. there. Because when he first came, there was a lot of discussion of, is he going to let his coaches coach or is he going to try to dominate the whole program? And he's done a good job of delegating and letting the coaches do their job. And I think that's really important for recruits to have seen happen several years now, yeah. not just once. It's crazy. I think two JBs saved the job. Offensive coordinator Joe Brady, quarterback Joe Burrow. Like, yeah, they they kind of altered the whole perception of LSU. Now, the one thing I will say, Burrow is a, a senior, right. so he won't be the trigger guy next year. So so uh, it'll be interesting to see who the trigger man is next year and if they could keep that high level of play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talk about how LSU, you know, if you're going to want to go to LSU, just be careful because Joe Burrow is not going to be there. Yeah. But – you think about it like this, Joe Burrows was not Joe Burrows last year. He wasn't. So right, right. clearly something going on, whether Brady. it's the installment of the system, it's <laughs> yeah. development, right? Yeah. You know, probably Joe Brady that turned Joe Burrows into what he is. So yeah. you believe in, in that. That as well as, you know, we talk about all the five-star talent uh, on the field that our quarterback up here at Ohio State will have around him. If you go to LSU, you're going to have that too. So, you yeah. know, <laughs> for sure. All right, so the last thing we're going to talk about, just kind of a funny story. Um, th- there's a three-star offensive guard out there who decommitted from Maryland at halftime. During the game. During the game against OSU. So just unfortunate for Maryland. You're just getting stomped 42 nothing, And then, you know, maybe – I don't know if they got Twitter on the sidelines, but they, they're going through it and like, oh, man, yeah. this guy just, just left us because yeah, we're yeah. playing so bad. You wonder when the coaches found out. They were getting blown out by Ohio State, uh, the Fox – uh, sports telecast with Gus Johnson and Clack kind of threw the idea out there that the reason for Chase Young's suspension was maybe because his old coach from the same high school 
that the player that the com- that D committed is from in DeMatha in yeah. Maryland uh, kind of was the whistleblower on the Chase Young situation. So it was just a bad a bad situation all around. You it's know, like within like ten minutes, all yeah, like taking L's on L's. On L's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a bad week for Maryland. Oof. <laughs> all right, so that's gonna be it for this week's show. We're gonna, you know. Get off here, and we're going to watch Rutgers have a really bad week as well. Yes, yeah. they will. Yeah. And, uh, Good yeah, luck with that, Shiano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thanks, thanks so much for listening, guys. This is State Secrets with Patrick Yen, Ken James, Jake Collar, recording on 11-16-2019. Love. And that was this week's State Secrets with Patrick Yen, Jake Collar, and Ken James. Tune in next week for even more Ohio State recruiting news.